Welcome in Slump Busters. It is time for a very special WrestleMania edition of the Slump Buster. Slump Buster, episode 91 to be exact. I'm your host, Juju Talk Sports, and join me on today's podcast. A familiar pod, but a new guest. I have Jacob from Art and Jacob Do America to break down all things WWE, WrestleMania, and sports entertainment as a whole. But before we do that, folks, it's time to give a shout out to our partners. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedrooms. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence in the bedroom for when it's time to perform, visit Blue Chew for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SLUMP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code SLUMP to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Slump Buster. Our next partner, a long timer, one that we always love to talk about on the podcast. Yes, I am talking about Manscaped.com. Manscaped provides the perfect tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0, the number one in below the waist grooming. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new improved lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Not only does Manscaped obsess over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they use the best ingredients in their formulations. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, an anti-japing ball deodorant and moisturizer. If you want to look your best, smell your best, manscaped.com provides the products just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping and handling with the promo code slump at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and handling at manscaped.com and use promo code slump. And lastly, it's time to give a shout out to CavemanCoffeeCo.com, an Albuquerque, New Mexico based product. We're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We can tell you we only provide the best. Talking about their best, their cold brew coffees are delicious. They give you that boost and I can't recommend them enough. Speaking of stuff I can't recommend enough, have you tried their mammoth blend? This thing gives you a kick of energy in the morning and the perfect way to start your day. But if you're looking for something a little bit more light, let's say you just want to refresh yourself. How about trying one of their hibiscus teas? Delicious, sensational. These products, I can't speak highly about them enough, but they can be yours if you use promo code SLUMP at checkout to save yourself 15% off your next purchase. Yes, promo code SLUMP at cavemancoffeeco.com. I guess the point of this, folks, use promo code SLUMP. Don't be a chump. Save yourself a whole lot of money, whether that be bluechew.com, manscaped.com, or cavemancoffeeco.com. Thank you to our partners. All right, guys, it's time for the episode. Juju and Jacob Talk WrestleMania, episode 91, hashtag bust the slump. Enjoy. Welcome in Slump Busters. It is time for episode 91 of the Slump Buster podcast. I'm your host, Juju Talk Sports. The path to our 100th episode is in sight, but we have to go on the road to WrestleMania to get there. WrestleMania 37 is this weekend, and we've been talking about this one for a while with my current guest, Mr. Jacob Pixton of Art and Jacob Do America. No art on this one. You've heard art before. Go ahead and check him out. Check out all his social media channels. But Jacob, welcome into the Slump Buster. Hey, man, how you doing? It's, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I know you did our show a couple of months back. Uh, you know, we discussed the NFL season and whatnot. So it's a pleasure to finally be on your show. 
Yeah, you were one of the early inspirations behind me saying, we got to get this background figured out. We got to get everything set up here. <laughs> now I think we're starting to get on pace with you. We're starting to look like real YouTubers at the moment. There you go. Yeah, it looks good, man. I, I, lo I love what you did right there. I mean, I don't like the teams necessarily. Uh, okay. Taking me. shots. Taking shots here, huh? Yeah, it's all good, though. It's all love. It's, and nothing personal. The ironic thing about this one is I have a California team in my background and I live in Texas while you got a Texas team in your background and you live in Cali. It's the weirdest thing, right? Like I should have what your teams listed up. You know, the opposite should be going on basically. Or you, you could just do like every other Californian and just move to Texas anyway, because that's what y'all are doing, right? Come on. Like the great Bill Burr said, only one of those motherfuckers out there has a hundred million dollars. So no, <laughs> I'm staying right here. Actually, technically like $300 million. Where's that yeah, Spotify probably. deal coming in? Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> Spotify, drop in those DMs. We're still looking at you. 100th you episode go. coming in soon. Be big for the channel. I'm just saying. <laughs> but <laughs> So, Jacob, obviously, we've been talking about doing like a wrestling episode for a while. And I know some people in the sports community would give me a little bit of shit because, oh, wrestling, that's fake. Come on, what are you guys doing? But you know what? It's sports adjacent. It's good enough for me. It's still real to me, damn it. I feel you on that. Like I have uh, friends, you know, they still give me shit about the whole CM Punk thing that happened like five years ago where you went to the UFC and lost badly. And I'm just like, bro, like it was, it was, it was worth seeing because I mean, that's the whole allure of sports entertainment is you get to see, you know, what would happen, you know, if they go into like a real arena, Brock Lesnar's case, he totally dominated. He ended up being the UFC world heavyweight champion, you know, until he gets stopped by the future goat of the, you know, the UFC's heavyweight division, you know, until Stipe came along and then now Francis Ngannou. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you got to suspend reality. I mean, everybody likes a good Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Everybody likes a good Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. So it's just like, why not? Th those people in the ring, they're actually doing something. They're performing, you know, something very physically grueling that not many people on this earth can do. And even, you know, super athletes like Lawrence Taylor, for example, you know, this is a WrestleMania episode. He was in a WrestleMania. And I got to say, I mean, he's probably the best defensive end of all time, maybe. And he kind of looked whatever in the ring so not everybody can do it that's what i'm trying to say so sports entertainment I'm, I'm fine with it yeah and honestly too whenever we throw out the word fake come on guys think about it this way you watch movies you watch tv shows you're able to understand that the avengers aren't really fighting to save the planet <laughs> I, I think you can understand that we're just you know indulging in these storylines these larger than life characters these personalities mm -hmm. that have come about and wrestling has had some fun moments over the years. I know we have a react portion to our channel too. And I've been sending uh, C Money a lot of like the great wrestling promos from back in the day. Like if you ever just want a good time, Macho Man, Randy Savage, cream of the crop. Where does he keep getting these creams, man? Like he's <laughs> just pulling them out of nowhere. Yeah, the catering. <laughs> it's like an RKO with that cream, you know, just like. Out of nowhere. Cream baby. always rises to the crop brother or <laughs> rises to the top i don't know whatever but either way it just it just tells you those 80s cocaine binges in mm -hmm. wrestling that were fantastic and great for our entertainment sake <laughs> have you ever seen the youtube video of a uh, macho man where it's all of his promos from the 80s from the cocaine era and it's like a lot of because <sighs> it all starts off like that like yeah and then like they they just they just capture they capture all of the like sniffs so it's just like it just, i think it actually says something about like the cocaine era of like wwf and it's wow. the most hilarious thing ever because just in <sighs> getting ready to like go full yeah. on you know macho man i can see him doing the oh yeah right <laughs> after doing a bump I, I think that would be the absolute like perfect reaction to doing a bump of cocaine because that's his real voice like a lot of yeah. people don't understand that like he wasn't playing a character to a, in a sense he was he wasn't really you know walking around with a I, I don't know maybe he was i don't know in sarasota florida you know with a you know a, a, a bedazzled you know cowboy hat and you know streamers coming up but that very much was him like everybody you talk to like Kevin Nash or Ric Flair, anybody that, you know, knew him like in WCW or, you know, WF times, that was his real persona. And I believe before wrestling, he was actually drafted to the Cincinnati Reds. And this is before, you know, he had the beard or anything like that. Look up those pictures. That is interesting as shit. And I, I wonder 
if you know he if he never got cut from the reds or whatever happened in that situation what those interviews would be like you know down the road and let's say he became like a manager and he goes out there and he's like yelling at an umpire like mm, yeah let me tell you something okay yeah you know he, he that, that, that that second baseman did not tag him out mm, yeah and he just flies off you know the top of the dugout and hits that umpire with a flying elbow that would just be the most beautiful thing i feel like that's a skit that someone needs to capitalize on now You've given me inspiration, Jacob. We got we to gotta make that happen. We got to make that magic happen. Uh, as far as Macho Man, though, and you're saying that that's his real life character, that also could be if a lot of those old school guys, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to break kayfabe, they would commit so heavily into their characters. Like, look at The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. 20, 30 years of keeping up that Undertaker persona, never right. doing interviews, never doing podcasts. The only time he ever really broke character for a moment was when Ric Flair retired and he gave to give him his flowers. But other yeah. than that, he was the dead man for 20, 30 years. And now uh, that he's in retirement, at least we think, and we hope so, I hope so, for his sake. Yeah. Now he's just out there. He's just enjoying life. So it just tells you that how committed to the characters that a lot of those old school guys were. Yeah, and that's another, you know, for anybody listening out there that's not a fan of wrestling or used to be a fan and no longer is because Stone Cold doesn't wrestle anymore or The Rock doesn't wrestle anymore. It's one of those things where we admire, you know, to make the the acting analogy, where we admire people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, or Tom Cruise, like, uh, you know, or Robert De Niro, to give a better example. Um, these method actors where, you know, they live the character, you know, as them, you know, Heath Ledger, perfect example. He was the joke, you know, he died, you know, because of it, you know, and a lot of wrestlers do die living the gimmick. So it's just like, it's another, another thing to think about. Like when you say fake, I mean, these guys are literally putting their whole being into what they are. You know, it might be something silly, you know, like the gobbledygooker or whatever, but God damn it, for as long as he's that character, he is the gobbledygooker. It's funny that you actually mentioned the gobbledygooker after uh, talking about Undertaker because I was listening to a lot of his recent interviews and he was talking, he thought he was going to be the gobbledygooker. He thought he was going to come out of that egg on Survivor Series. (laughs) And it's so much of a relief. So the Undertaker was my guy. And that's what's going to be interesting with this being a WrestleMania episode and not seeing the Undertaker out there uh, to see him do these interviews and talk about his journey in wrestling and how he's been keeping it up for the last few years. Did you enjoy the last ride series they did? Absolutely loved it. I mean, it's one of those things. It's the last joy that you get because he's the last person, you know, to break the walls down, to to use a word from Chris Jericho, where, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. You know, there's Stone Cold's podcast where you get to know the real Steve Austin or Steve Williams. Uh, you get to know the real Jim Ross. You get to know all these people, you know, and, you know, and then they all do, you know, interviews for each other. So you get to know all these people. So you start to care for them as individuals. And then The Undertaker, he's just always been this enigma, you know, just this silent zombie basically, or the silent, you know, biker, depending on what his character is, you know, that year. But to finally get to know who he is and realize like, oh, wow, he's a legit dude. He's not just some asshole. They're like, oh, it doesn't kill you. Like, you know, that ceiling, that saying, like, never meet your heroes. It's like, I'm glad I got to meet finally who Mark Calloway is because he's a really legit guy. And then when you hear like his stories of him just training for a whole year just to lead up to WrestleMania where his body is just breaking down, it's just for our entertainment. It's like the most beautiful thing to see. So I really enjoyed the last ride and I'm so glad that he got to retire on his terms and kind of the way that the way, you know, WrestleMania, you know, panned out last year with, you know, the COVID virus and, you know, it was supposed to be at Raymond James Arena or stadium. And, you know, it didn't end up being it, but they had that whole, you know, theatrical match with AJ Styles. It worked out perfect for that character because, yeah, AJ Styles is currently probably the best or second best in-ring performer, but it's going to take a whole hell of a performance to, you know, carry someone like The Undertaker, who's 6'10", let's be honest, not 7 feet, you know, but 300 pounds, you know, like to try to carry him to a match that he would be satisfied. And we would probably see him this year hurt himself again, but that theatrical way that they did you know his last match with AJ Styles was perfect because it it was just everything you wanted to see from the Undertaker character you don't need to see the Undertaker fly over the top rope anymore you don't need to see him you know balance and do that whole arm you know thing you know old school I guess it's called or you know the the gates of hell or a tombstone you don't need to really see that anymore you just want to see the outside stuff the stuff that made the Undertaker special what you got to see with AJ Styles and everything about you know the last ride and everything that encompassed it was beautiful 
it's funny watching that, how he's just chasing that perfect match, that perfect send off. And you're, you're correct in saying that, yeah, the fact that his body was limiting so much, I think it would have been impossible for him to do an actual match match in live in ring with stadium packed to the gills. You know, I, I think it was important for them to actually have to do that theatrical one to work around his limitations and to still give proper respect to the character, allow him to do those fantastical things that we come to expect and love of The Undertaker, and even mixing in elements of the American badass and that transition of him being human, allowing him to become human in our eyes again. So it isn't weird whenever he's on podcast. So it isn't weird when he's doing an interview that we can have him potentially do a proper Hall of Fame speech. This is message brought to you by the Foundation for a Perfect Package. Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Because the only fruit I want is the one up top. Because being in a relationship is not an excuse to be lazy. Because I like talking ball, not smelling like them. Because deforestation is proven to prevent forest virus. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's Crop Preserver guarantees that you smell your best all day long. Manscaped boxer briefs are the most comfortable underwear on the market. Manscaped's advanced skincare technology makes Nick's a thing of the past. Manscaped is the number one in men's grooming. Subscribers get two free blade refills every three months. Get 20% off plus free shipping handling with the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. That's the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. Get your lawnmower 3.0 today. We are the Slump Busters. And we approve this message. I'm going to get into the Hall of Fame now. I just pulled up the uh, class coming in this year. So they're going to do two Hall of Fame classes because they didn't get a proper opportunity to induct the 2020 class. The 2020 is going to be John Bradshaw Layfield, the Bella Twins, Jushin Thunderliger, you know, international wrestler. Didn't really get much shine in the WWE, but it's cool that they give him some love. The NWO is going in as a stable. A British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. uh, So post-mortem induction there. Uh, William Shatner is going into the celebrity wing. And then Titus O'Neil gets the Warrior Award, uh, which I'd actually have to look into that myself. (laughs) Uh, Anyone from the 2020 draft class or 2020 Hall of Fame class that you want to key in on there? Uh, we'll just start there with the Warrior Award with um, Titus O'Neil. I, I just barely saw that this morning myself. I don't think they've announced it yet. On um, t- We're recording this on Monday, Monday afternoon, I believe, in about an hour. That's when Raw comes on on the Eastern front. But I saw that, and it kind of took me by surprise because Titus O'Neil, for, you know, in, again, anybody that doesn't know wrestling, um, he's kind of a, a jobber. He's not seen on TV much, and then when he is, it's kind of a joke. And there was, a, there was an incident that happened, you know, a few years ago where they were doing doing something like doing like a birthday party let's say for bailey or something like something like where everybody was like you know on the ramp and you know mr mcmahon was out there and you know stephanie and you know hunter they were all out there and um you know titus you know being the happy joyous guy he is towards the end you know like when the credits were up or whatever he goes up to you know vince and you know kind of gives him like a little shake like hey vince you know just like you know you see your buddy you know whatever and like he kind of instead of you know giving like a handshake or something you just shake him you know it's, it's like out of love right and well i guess vince didn't appreciate that because that was live on television you, you don't shake the boss you know unless it's you know in the script and so i guess he got suspended for like 30 days or something really outrageous and you know without pay and whatnot and he's best friends with batista and batista would have been like i would ask for my release right then and there like you know you just demasculated me basically basically for everybody because that you know wwe they announced it you know titus o'neill is going to be on a 30-day you know suspension you know due to uh, assaulting you know the chairman of the board and whatnot it's a very embarrassing moment and he's just the nicest guy and whatnot and you know he just kind of you know just like you know what i should have known better as a professional not to do that you know on tv even though everybody was siding with titus it was like dude that's absolutely wrong it makes you hate the you know the man vince mcmahon even more and since then had the opportunities to to leave you know wwe jump ship go to AEW, or even go to new japan he's actually a former you know football player you know he's had multiple opportunities you know coaching opportunities you know in in the real sports you know world Uh, he's very well spoken he's had many opportunities to be you know uh 
like Shannon Sharp, but more articulate, you know, and, and be on, you know, some kind of, you know, program like that. Many opportunities. Hollywood's out there. Like I said, he's best friends with Dave Batista, who's, you know, right underneath the rock, former WWE alums that are in Hollywood now. I mean, there's opportunities there. Like, it just seems like, you know, the world is his oyster, but he stayed loyal to the company. And oh, yeah, by the way, he's an outstanding father. He has two sons. When you look at his Instagram, it's just like he's doing this, that, and he's very involved, you know, in their lives. And I know this is going to sound awkward, you know, this no white looking dude right here, you know, trying to copy, <laughs> make a comment, you know, on African-American, uh, you know, a person or whatever. But African-American fans of the WWE, they're going to see that. And he's just a solid role model of what, you know, what a father should be, what a person should be, what a man should be. And it's going to be interesting. You know, this is just what I know, you know, of this quote unquote jobber, right? Where I just like, well, that I have a lot of respect for him. So it'd be interesting to hear exactly why he's getting it you know what charities he's involved with or not because when i'm just thinking just off of the top of my head it's just like oh okay yeah he does deserve the warrior award which for anybody who doesn't know what the warrior award is for is when the ultimate warrior was inducted into the wwe hall of fame a couple of years back he was going on this rant <laughs> as the warrior would do uh, saying that there needs to be some kind of award for you know people in the back that you don't see people that you know make a difference behind the scenes that deserve you know just as much glory as we do the performers and you know he passed away literally like two days later you know after being inducted and since then uh, Dana Warrior you know she you know gets presented every year you know at the WWE Hall of Fame you know presents somebody with the warrior award so it's always somebody you know that does something outstanding in their community or you know does something pretty righteous i'm for it you know i'm for titus o'neill getting this award uh one interesting um induction in that 2020 class that stands out to me is nwo and this kind of plays into the 2021 class as well because eric bischoff is part of that class so wcw is gained some love in this year's induction ceremony and you would argue between eric bischoff and the nwo these were some guys that almost drove the WWE out of business yeah. so it's interesting to see those rivalries set aside obviously eric bischoff has been in and out of WWE over the years anyway hulk hogan in and out of WWE over the years anyway so it's not unusual to see these guys. It's not like they've had like a Bret Hart style reunion, but the fact that they can set aside personal like vendettas and have this Hall of Fame induction for these guys, because mm -hmm. we mentioned it with the Jushin Thunder Liger one, the WWE Hall of Fame class is really just a pro wrestling Hall of Fame cool. as a whole. It's not just strictly biased to whether or not you contributed to the WWE. And I think most people associate the WWE as pro wrestling, regardless of there being an AEW, a TNA, a Ring of Honor. Uh, the right. WWE is its own brand. It's the NFL of yep. the sport as a whole. It's and the gold standard, yes. Exactly, the gold standard there. So it's cool to see those guys get some love. I like this 21, 21 class. It has a little bit more headliners than the 2020 class because mm -hmm. you also have Kane, Rob Van Dam, the great Kali, and Molly Holly. Uh, the great Kali. Obviously, that's going to be huge for them, Mob. The WWE has prioritized really expanding their base in India. And a lot of people had questions of the Great Khali even having a title run. Obviously, he's kind of a slow, stiff performer, not the most entertaining guy to watch. But for them, in the Indian market, it really yeah. um, expanded their influence. And a lot of people really do find inspiration in the Great Khali. Uh, Rob Van Dam, it's, um, it's a shame, obviously, that one of his best title runs, one of his best runs in the industry was cut short because mm -hmm. of um, his own personal life. But, uh, you know, Rob Van Dam, here we are, 2021, gain his uh, proper induction. And then, as I mentioned and alluded to when we got into the Hall of Fame class, so the fact that The Undertaker is finally human again couldn't have come at a more perfect time because if he has the opportunity to induct his brother of destruction, Mayor yeah. Kane, I wonder what kind of cane we're going to get at this Hall of Fame induction. Is it going to be Mayor Kane, the mayor of Knoxville County, or is it going to be the big red machine? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, <laughs> I, I, and I really do hope that it is uh, Taker that inducts him. I mean, it would only seem right. It was like when Paul Bear went into the Hall of Fame, Kane was the one that, you know, inducted him, their dad, quote unquote. You know, he inducted him and then Taker came out and did the whole thing, you know, afterwards, still in character at the Hall of Fame. But I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, it's more of a formal event, so I can probably see, you know, Mayor Kane or Corporate Kane coming out, you know, in a suit and tie, you know, from, you know, uh, the big and tall 
<laughs> the store or whatever. But if he cut, if he came out like in the old school mask with the long hair, like that would be awesome as well too. And then he just kind of takes it off, you know, maybe sets it down like on the podium. Like that would be a, a, a cool look as well. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the 2021 class as a whole? You hit it on the head with the great colleague thing. I mean, I laughed at that just because, you know, me and my girlfriend, you know, trying to get her to watch, you know, wrestling or whatever. Like she always like jokes that the great Kali is her favorite wrestler. And I told her at one point, I said, yeah, back in India, he's a big deal because he used to be a porn star. You know, he was the biggest porn star, both figuratively and literally. And so we always got a kick out of that. So anytime we hear like uh, the great Kali, like I, that, I always think of that. But um, you, you hit it on, you hit the nail on the head with that, that it's, it's a move that, you know, they're trying to move into a market that has one billion people there. And, you know, it's just like when Jinder Mahal was a WWE champion, you know, they had a whole tour that was over there in India. And so they really needed, you know, an Indian champion, you know, some kind of uh, representation, you know, to show them like, hey, like this to sell them, you know, the network to sell them the TV rights and whatnot, just be like, hey, we we have these individuals, you can aspire to be on TV. So I mean, it is important business wise to have that now on paper. It's hard for us American fans to understand it. Because when we look at the performers themselves, whether it be the great Kali who was dry, stiff, hard to move around in the ring. And basically no one enjoyed working with the great Collie when you hear a lot of shoot interviews. Yeah. And then you talk about Jinder Mahal. Now Jinder Mahal built like a complete athlete. I won't take that away from the guy. He looks like a stud. Um, but the problem for him, I've never gotten into a Jinder Mahal promo. Anytime I do see him on TV, I do want to change the channel. <laughs> yeah. He's not the most charismatic guy in the world. So you would like if we do have continued influence in India that we do have a true Indian superstar come through the ranks. We haven't really seen that yet, like the complete package. Right. I think we've seen elements of it with um, obviously the great Kali, his impressive stature, but the lack thereof of the ability to cut a promo was always going to be a hindrance to his development overall. But here he is in the Hall of Fame anyway, so I guess it worked out for him. Uh, but Jinder Mahal, it, it just the guy just um, is just missing that extra charisma to truly take him over the top. The it factor, yeah, that it factor, and I think the fact that even his title runs, they were just horrible ratings lows for the WWE, and I think that's why you get pressure to move the title off of him. And now we're at this point. I think too, this is one thing typical that every wrestling podcast I ever listened to growing up. Uh, little complaints about the industry and everything, allowing new talent to grow and expand within the industry. Yeah. Now we're looking at a WrestleMania card that is going to be highlighted by some old school guys and some people that maybe people don't really agree with. The main event of night two appears to be Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. I'm actually rocking my Edge shirt here on the pod today, <laughs> and I uh, going back Bryan to the mid 2000s. Uh, the rated R superstar himself. Uh, Daniel Bryan in there, that's that's a good little mix. I think a lot of people, though, would look at that Roman Reigns element for it and uh, kind of like roll their eyes back. Where are you sat on Roman Reigns as a character, as a performer? Because I know the guy gets a lot of heat for being the cookie cutter model. So here's the thing. Obviously, he's a part. He's a part of the world famous, you know, Anoa'i family, which you know includes the Rock, which includes Yokozuna, which includes you know the Head Shrinkers, you know the Wild Samoans, you know, just long lineage of just you know great athletes that have come through and made Vince millions, if not billions, of dollars. Right? It, it's only proper is that you know the the head of the table, if you will, is Roman Reigns. It's, I get it. We were talking about with you know uh, the great Kali business wise, why it makes sense that. Roman keeps getting shoved down our throat. However, the reason why people started to boo Roman Reigns has nothing to do with him as a wrestler. He's actually a fantastic wrestler for the type of wrestler that he is. He's perfect. He's a great-looking guy. Every girl that I have known in my entire life who has seen a picture of Roman Reigns, immediately the room gets a little bit more humid. He's got that going for him. Kids love him. Any live event I've ever been to, you know, where, you know, Roman Reigns is headlining or whatnot, the house shows, um, you know, kids go wild for him. It's just that the male demographic we rejected him put myself in there because i'm wearing the daniel bryan shirt 
is because a couple of years back when, you know, everybody was getting behind Daniel Bryan, you know, he was the guy with the it factor. And it just seemed like story, the storytelling was, oh, we'll just we'll have him start the card, you know, whatever. Like he'll lose to Sheamus in five seconds. Uh, he'll get into some, uh, you know, uh, non-beef with Jinder Mahal or something like that, that, you know, we're just not going to care about. And it's just like, no, we want more from him. It's kind of like Eddie Guerrero, you know, where people were salivating for him to be the champion. It's just like, no, this is the guy we want. We don't really, we don't want, the year before all this, it was Batista. They were Batista-ing him at, you know, the Royal Rumble. It wasn't the guy the fans wanted, you know, the people's champ, if you will, was Daniel Bryan. And when, you know, Roman was, you know, placed into that spot, they weren't booing him necessarily as a character. They were booing the storytelling. And that just kind of followed him because management or, you know, the writers or Vince, they weren't listening. You know, they just kept saying, nope, Roman's going to be the guy. Roman's going to be a guy. We're going to have him go up against Triple H and beat him. He's going to be the guy. We're, no, we're still going to boo him. Oh, uh, We're going to have him go up against the Undertaker, you know, make him go out on his back, retire the Undertaker. Well, nope, we're going to boo him because, you know, they, so they just keep hating on him. And they never, like John Cena, they never turned him heel. And in order for people to love you, you ha they have to be hated. Check out his cousin right here, The Rock. He was hated. There was a chance of die, Rocky, die until he turned heel in the Nation of Domination, and people absolutely loved him. They love an asshole. That's how Stone Cold got over is because he was a bad guy. He was flipping off, you know, Bret Hart, who was the guy. And so the fans want to boo him, but not because they hate Joseph Anawai. You know, they hate the, you know, the character that's being shoved down their throat. So this WrestleMania is perfect. And the fact that they inserted Daniel Bryan, because in my opinion, you know, when I fantasy book, you know, you know, WrestleMania is every single year, the perfect story to tell for this WrestleMania is Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Knowing that the fans, you know, we know the behind the stage comings and goings and whatnot. And then on screen, they both have chemistry. So, you know, when I'm fantasy booking, you know, during Corona times, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking like there would the perfect main event for WrestleMania would be Roman and Daniel Bryan and have them tell the story of the reason why these fans are booing me is because of your little ass or something like that. And then Daniel Bryan saying like, well, if you were doing your job right, they wouldn't boo, you know, cut that promo. And then, I mean, I love it. Mm -hmm. I checked out of uh, wrestling for a while. You know, in the mid 2000s, it got a little. I, I wanted, I wanted a girlfriend more than I wanted to watch wrestling on Monday nights, right? So, you know, I checked out for a while, but the last wrestler I remember loving was Edge. And I remember actually crying a little bit when he had to retire. And that's when I started to check out more. You know, it's like, okay, well, Edge isn't going to be there now. So, fuck, what, what's there really to get excited about anymore? So, having him there too, it seems a little weird. It was weird when he won the Rumble, but I like it in the fact because I'm one of those fans where I'm not going to complain about what's in front of me because I want to, I know, or I hope when WWE does this, when they book in the future, there's no better storytelling in the world. I don't care who you are, Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino, but having a program where let's face it, Roman Reigns is probably going to retain the title and having a program with Daniel Bryan and Edge coming out of WrestleMania, those are always the most sketch times because, you know, the storytelling is so wobbly. But here is a is a scenario where you can have two fantastic wrestlers, two of the best of all time. You know, they don't need the belt to be successful or to tell a great story. You can have Roman win it and then start a new feud with somebody else. But then you have Edge and Daniel Bryan right after Mania. They start a program. It would be beautiful. You know, it's interesting to think about the symmetry between all three of those guys involved yeah. in that event, too. Obviously, Edge, premature retirement. Dan O'Brien had to prematurely retire. Both are back. Roman Reigns had to kind of retire for the reasons of having yeah. to go chemotherapy. So all these guys have had to overcome sor some sort of adversity to continue their career. And now they're all in a main event with each other and headlining night two, which I would say is probably the main event of the main events between the two nights now that we are in this two night formula for wrestlemania Correct. so that's a really cool story and i hope that the w took advantage in storytelling on that one um other notable matches on the card the other title or the other brand there bobby lashley uh drew mcintyre now drew kind of got shortchanged last year his big opportunity to dethrone the beast that was brock lesnar was um you know, stalled because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, didn't have the opportunity to really have fans in the stands. And I think the, the WWE would probably tell you that the matches that struggled the most in that WrestleMania last year were the ones that weren't 
the out of stadium theatrical ones, the actual matches um, without the crowd reaction. I feel like it's just so hard to tell a story. And especially with those two and, and talk about, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre's styles. It's just so hard to have, not have those shock reactions. A year later, Drew McIntyre's back here with that same opportunity. And then you have Bobby Lashley, um, who is currently the champion. And I've been watching a lot of like shoot interviews um, from guys like Bruce Pritchard, Jim Ross, talking about Bobby Lashley. And it, it's interesting as someone who kind of also checked out of wrestling for a minute myself yeah. to see him in that main event, the Battle of the Billionaires, Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, <laughs> 2007. Apparently why he walked away from WWE is because he felt he wasn't getting the proper payday for the guy who drove the main event, the guy who brought all the money in, even though he was technically more in the middle of the show. Um, they had the celebrity element to it. Uh, Bobby Lashley, he's back here. He's the champion. He's gained his uh, respect within the WWE that he probably felt he deserved. Uh, who do you see them uh, going with in this match? Oh, see, th- this is one I've, I've kind of struggled with because um, I'm always fantasy booking, uh, as any good Mark should do, because I'm always looking, OK, what are they going to do for the next few pay-per-views? And, you know, now they got to prove to NBC because w- all of WWE's content is on the Peacock app now. So Drew, like you said, he had a fantastic run as the WWE champion. Unfortunately, it was during Corona times. He won it during, you know, the beginning of Corona and he carried it through pretty much the entirety of the pandemic. And he did a a fantastic job given the fact that there was no fans in the crowd, uh, no fans in the audience to respond off to. And that's, that's most of the fun. Like when you're cutting promos and whatnot, you know, responding from those chants that the fans make, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin is perfect example, the whole what? And he didn't have that, but he was not, to my opinion, knocking it out of the park, both in the ring, on the mic. And you kind of feel bad for the guy because one of the people that, you know, grew up watching the product and had dreams of, you know, becoming the champion. And here's your one shot as a champion. And it's during the pandemic. So that sucks. And, you know, if he wins it and then goes on to, because WrestleMania is going to, this is going to be the you know first time in a very long time that there's going to be fans in attendance. It'd be great to have him have that win back and go on as, and be champion for a little bit. Um, but then Bobby Lashley, you, you said it perfectly. Um, one of those people that was very underappreciated, kind of like the Titus O'Neil, where it's just like this beast of a dude, a legit athlete. He fought in Bellator. Speaking of you know former you know wrestlers that went off and you know went into real sports, he went into Bellator and did damn good. I mean, and the guy's built like a brick shit out. He's just a phenomenal specimen of a man. So he, you know, going off of like what Vince likes, you know, these big muscular guys, he's the perfect perfect person to hold your title and a couple years ago uh, there was this whole you know thing where it's just like hey wwe has not had very many black champions at the top you know wwe champions you know had the rock who was half black and then you know kofi kingston ends up winning it you know during that you know uproar but bobby lashley wins it and he's very much a deserving black champion you know he's everything you would want in a champion and my hope would be is that, you know, if Bobby Lashley wins, is that him and Brock Lesnar have a program? Because here you got two legit athletes, both two legit MMA athletes, both, you know, UFC, Bellator, college champions, you know, and, you know, legit wrestling. That that story just writes itself, you know, two monsters just going at each other. You know, we got Godzilla and King Kong, you know, in theaters right now. This is the real shit right here. You know, like this fucking, this feud with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar just writes itself. So it depends on what they want to sell the Peacock Network. Personally, I kind of want Bobby Lashley to win because I want that matchup. I saw Drew versus Brock. But I want I we've never gotten Bobby versus Brock. So I, I'm shooting for Bobby, but it all depends on what Brock is doing. Because right now, Brock, as of right now, he does not have a contract with anybody right now. He's totally yeah. retired. You know, it's funny. People obviously give Vince McMahon a lot of shit for not giving the little guys the opportunities to hold the big titles. But it makes sense when you really think about it. Uh, Bobby Lashley, a Brock Lesnar holding the belt, your most dynamic athletes being at the top. Because when you talk about suspension of disbelief, you know, you look at these guys, that looks like a champion, right? In a sport that has no weight classes or age limits. Yeah, you look at a Bobby Lashley like, yeah, he he can believably hold the belt. Um, Also on this card, we have a little bit of a celebrity element, a couple celebrities involved here. Uh, Bad Bunny looks like he has a match with The Miz. Poor Miz uh, 
goes from headlining a WrestleMania with Cena to, I think, obviously going to take that out against Bad Bunny here in WrestleMania 37, as um, anyone who books these celebrity matches would know. Uh, we have Logan Paul not directly involved in a match, even though I would assume he's probably going to get in the ring at some point in there. Uh, he's going to be in Sami Zayn's corner against Kevin Owens. wonder if we're going to get a little bit of Jake Paul mixed in there too. I know Jake has his matchup against, uh, who's he going against next? Okay, ben yeah, Askren, yeah, Ben Askren. A lot of people are favoring Jake in that one, but um, yeah, imagine Logan's going to have some sort of element there. So get those to headline the card. What else do we got on here? You know, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. I've been a little bit tuned out, so I haven't paid too much attention, but this continued revolution of women's wrestling that they can do. I know Sasha Banks has been one of their better performers for the last few years. Uh, she's related to Snoop Dogg, if I'm not mistaken, correct? correct yes. Yes, yeah, the cousin. Her actual real name, I believe, is Snoop Dogg's through Snoop Dogg's father. The last name escapes me, but yeah, Sasha Banks, when, when it's all said and done, talk about Hall of Fame careers. She's going to go down as one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time top three probably just her work is fantastic you know i mentioned eddie guerrero earlier she's very heavily influenced by eddie guerrero and wow what a great inspiration to have and then bianca belair talk about athletes anybody who is not a wrestling fan and wants to appreciate the athleticism of um, these athletes just check out a bianca belair match she she's called the est because she's the fastest the strongest the biggest or whatever and she just she truly is i mean watching her is just like oh shit like yeah th this is athleticism right here you know this is not no geek off the street so i i anticipate that being one of those potential matches that might just steal the show everybody's looking you know at the top of the card but there's every wrestlemania there's always one match that just steals the show and i think sasha versus uh bianca belair has a potential to, to steal the show right there and it's cool for the wwe that they are in a spot where a female performer can steal the show like they have had with sasha like they've had with charlotte um becky lynch oscar is also on night two there so yeah i mean it's really impressive what they've done in that turning around the women's division because in a sport or sports entertainment thing that's so based in storytelling uh, being able to tell these stories with the women it's not something that was impossibility it just WWE never really committed to doing it and now that they started the whole let the divas work and now they're it's just the women's division. It's been really good. It's been fun. And we've seen a lot of great characters come out of it. Speaking of great characters, one of my personal favorites is on this card as well. The fiend. I, I really grown fond of the fiend character. Obviously I mentioned undertaker is one of my favorite characters of all time. Mm -hmm. I like that supernatural element in my characters. Uh, he managed to get Alexa bliss in this corner. I actually have to kind of look more into that. I didn't see a lot of the buildup with that storytelling. I've seen little bits and pieces of the promos there but i've always kind of seen alexa bliss I, I could see it i could see it there yeah, with the crazy chat and everything yeah but this is kind of a good uh callback match as randy orton obviously was very involved with the wyatt family when that was still a storyline mm -hmm. so to see that here in wrestlemania 37 last year with wrestlemania 36 what they did with the fiend burying john cena I wonder if this storyline is going to have similar uh, type value. It's not a Firefly Funhouse match, but I could see them moving in some sort of uh, supernatural elements into this one as well. I, I would love that if that happened, if John Cena in some way got involved because he's been very quiet, you know, suspiciously quiet, you know, for a card, like you said, you know, doesn't really have a lot of big names on it. You know, WWE has a way of surprising you with, you know, things like that. For example, you know, the WrestleMania that I went up and went to in uh, Santa Clara, uh, your uh, San Francisco 49ers arena over there, you know, Hulk Hogan, the whole NWO, they came out for the Triple H and Sting match. That wasn't advertised at all. But, you know, we got to see that, you know, Ronda Rousey, that's where she made her debut. She wasn't advertised for that. A so year later, huh? I mean, coming back from the Firefly Zone, is that what they kind of would sell it as? Maybe, you know, something because with The Fiend, it's he always, you know, anybody he has a feud with, he always reverts people back to their original self. So, I mean, it, it, I would even be there if it was John Cena comes back as the prototype or if he comes back as, you know, the, the rapper or whatever. Just something humorous, but just 
at the same time, I, I, John Cena is kind of like like the Roman was the Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns, where you had fun booing him. But now that he's been gone for quite some time, we kind of miss him because he he had that magic on the mic, and he always brought that it factor to any match that he was in. So I I wouldn't mind seeing it, especially there being that history with him and Randy Orton as well. I think don't quote me on this guys, but I'm pretty sure like I've heard somebody say, or Michael Cole say this you know a few times. No other two people have gone at each other for the title more than Randy Orton and John Cena have. So that'd be interesting to see if he gets involved somehow, you know, between the Fiend and him. Uh, But even if not, you know, the story that they're telling there with, you know, the Alexa Bliss, you know, being crazy (laughs) and, you know, kind of bringing him back. It has been fun uh, to see, and especially during these COVID times uh, where there's no audience members you know so where everything's kind of like you know the groundlings where it's just like a a performance in front of the audience where they can do special effects in the ring because you know they can do multiple shots and whatnot so i do like the stories that they've been telling with alexa bliss and randy with the absence of the fiend just having this fiend as this hovering character and now he's back kind of like as this burnt to the crisp to reference Kane again, he kind of looks like you know Kane unmasked at right now. But I, I totally, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. And this is speaking as a person that does not find joy in Randy Orton's matches at all. So I'm, this is one thing that I am looking forward to, to be honest. Ah, oh, come on, <laughs> Randy's had some bangers over the years. Uh, you know, not here and there, it could be hit or miss. But I think his style. You know, if people talk about John Cena with the five moves of doom, yeah, Randy Orton kind of has a similar thing going on. But I, I feel like with that aggressive approach, that hill style, even when he has been a face, he still wrestled like a yeah. hill. Uh, we never even broke out the wrestling thesaurus for everyone that's listening to uh, hill, obviously bad guy, baby face, good guy, kayfabe, fake, <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I think it's always fun to talk about this stuff because um, even though I'm not like actively involved, actively participating in the community, I'll turn on for a big event. It's going to be a little tough now with the whole Peacock thing you mentioned as well. I never thought I would shell out money for the NBC network because everyone was talking to a couple of years ago whenever the office got announced it was moving to the NBC streaming platform. Rolled my eyes. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just not watching The Office <laughs> then anymore, watching old episodes. But here we are, NBC, you finally got your way. You finally broke us. And I guess, uh, yeah, Peacock it is. I guess we'll watch some of that. Apparently, they're going to have a lot of live sports on there. So if you're a big fan of the Premier League or uh, the NHL product as well, uh, Peacock apparently is going to be the place to be. WWE Network, it was a good run while it lasted, but uh RIP. Now that will really saves me the trouble of having to cancel you so I don't keep getting hit with that on my debit card because I've been too lazy to do that post WrestleMania. <laughs> and here's the thing too uh, is yeah. that uh, WWE Network was like 9.99 and Peacock's yeah. going to be 4.99 so you get not only do you get the WWE Network at a discount but then you get all this other stuff too so you can continue to watch the office. You can continue, look at me I'm like like I'm fucking promoting uh, the Peacock Network. Um <laughs> but you know You are a NBC shill my friend. Yeah, I, I still watch Saturday Night Live. I, I kid no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean what well, every now and then they'll release a good skit. It's just like a once in a blue moon. Peacock, you know, it is what it is. $4.99. I kind of wonder, though, with that, how much they're going to scrub old school Attitude Era WWE stuff, because I heard that might be in the cards. It already um, is. Them, like, taking out, yeah, some of the more risque products. And mm-hmm. that's, like, one of the things that is a little bit of a bummer when you do look at the WWE Network. Um, it still had all that stuff in there, despite being a PG platform. Correct. Yeah. Even the Chris Benoit stuff was still on there. I was watching that like not too, even too long ago. One of my cousins was asking me about uh, Chris Benoit and you know, what made him, you know, go off the rails. And I was like, let me show you some matches where he gets smashed over the head with a chair a few times. And so, you know, all that stuff was on there and, you know, apparently that's being taken off, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, racially sensitive stuff is being taken off and whatnot. And I'm the type of person where it's just like, I get both sides of the argument, you know, where I get where NBC is coming from, where it's just like, you know, Hey, this is, these are the times now, you know, this is, we can't, we got to be on the right side of history. But at the same time, I mean, that is history. You know, maybe do like Disney where, you know, before, you know, they show Peter Pan or something like that that has some racially insensitive stuff. They they put a disclaimer on there like, hey, this was made during a certain time in history where Jerry Springer was, you know, was family television, <laughs> you know. And, you know, this no longer reflects what we are as a company now. But, you know, for his 
historical context, we're leaving it here. If you do something like that, but I mean, I don't own the rights to it, so I, I can't dictate how they do it. I mean, that stuff still lives on YouTube and, you know, the underground, you know, wrestling forums. There's still videos of that stuff. So, I mean, that stuff, I mean, it still exists. And, you know, as long as, you know, as long as, you know, the men in black don't come down and erase our memories, we're still going to have it around. Oh, yeah. I still have vivid memories of Mickey James doing the V-Lick at WrestleMania 22. Ah. Mickey James will always be one of my celebrity crushes, man. No matter how far I go. Yeah, you too? Yes. Is that your diva crush? And she's still actively competing, right? Yes, she is, actually, yeah. Good for you, Mickey. Drop in. Can I slide in those DMs, get you you on the pod? (laughs) I promise I have have the only appropriate intentions here of strictly podcast purposes because- my, other, my sliding in DM so. strategy otherwise is uh, not as confident. <laughs> that's going to be a good, that's going to be a, a good salesman pitch because with a name like a slump buster. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, you know, it's funny. Actually, I'm wearing the shirt because uh, with our current logo and everything like that. But hey, you know, we got that fire intro drop a few weeks ago and uh, it's been really sending out the videos. Well, there you go. Hey, bust a slump. It, it, it's, it's so flexible now we got great partners. Uh, if you need to increase your confidence in the bedroom, bluechew.com. Jacob, just saying. Uh, there you go. Promo code slump. Don't be chump. Use promo code slump. Manscaped.com. Basically, ball trimmers and boner pills. We got you covered. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jacob, obviously, it's been great having you on. We love having you guys on. I've been on yours. Art and Jacob do America. Go ahead and drop all the proper plugs so people know where to find you and what stuff you guys are working on currently because obviously you're not just a sports show you kind of mix it up oh yeah we're a mixed bag if you will so uh, a cornucopia as i like to say so uh if you want to follow us uh see what we're doing you know day to day week to week you know check out all the social medias at art and jacob do america except for twitter we are at art and jacob do a1 a1 steak sauce get at me so we can get some of that sponsorship man a1 that's how a steak is done the promo writes itself right there, baby. So uh, also too, you know, we do have a Patreon um, as well that you can subscribe to where, you know, you donate $1, you know, you get a bonus episode every single week and nine times out of 10, those episodes have been more fire than the actual free episodes that you get, you know, in your um, uh, Apple uh, podcast stream. So, you know, so check us out there. Uh, we got a merch store um, at tpublic.com. Just search for Art and Jacob Do America, uh, where we got some, 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 some good shit coming down the pipeline. We got some Alex Jones uh, <laughs> inspired designs coming in there. So some nice comedy for that ass. You know, you can walk down the street with, um, but yeah, you know, check us out there. We are official members of the Podbelly Network. Uh, so if you like our fucking dog and pony show, there's some other great podcasts on, on, on there. A few friends came together like butt cheeks and we made that shit happen. So check that out. Fuck, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, we, we love you. We love the Slum Buster podcast over here at Art and Jacob Do America. So we got to collaborate again. We will. It will happen. We'll have Art and Jacob on the podcast at one point here soon. But guys, if you want to stay tuned for that eventual episode, you got to hit that subscribe button. You got to follow us at Slump Buster Podcast on IG. Come for the memes. Stay for the pod at Slump Buster Pod on Twitter. As mentioned earlier, come on, don't be a chump. Use promo code slump, whether it be cavemancopyco.com, whether it be bluechew.com, whether it be manscaped.com. Save yourself a whole lot of money. Remember, stay safe, happy, and healthy. And we'll see you on the next one.